Verge. Kate Ashbury. Black Power. Flower Power. Bean. Lovin'. Birkenstocks. Earth Shows. Flowers in Your Hair. Dread. Vietnam. BSDS. Psychedelics. Woo! Chakras. Paisley. Tie-dye. Counterculture. Women's Lib. Karma. Enlightenment. <laughs> sound familiar or sound foreign? That's okay. Join us, the two old fogey yogis, as we reminisce, discuss our spiritual path, and explore all things yoga, meditation, and more. Your hosts each week are Swami Shokananda and Reverend Prem, who between us have nearly a hundred years of living la vida integral yoga. Oops, that was the 90s. Oops. And that's what makes us too old Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. So happy you could join us. Today, we want to give you a bit of an overview of what the podcast will be all about. We'll tell you a little bit about ourselves, your hosts, about the tradition and lineage we're a part of, and what we hope to cover in upcoming episodes. Okay, so a bit about us. Well, we're both senior citizens. We've both been students of yoga and Swami Sachidananda, who we affectionately call Guru Dave, our guru. Um, and we've been his students and following this yoga path uh, pretty much since the beginning of time. No, no. Well, at least the early 70s. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know exactly all the factors that attracted me to Swami Satyadananda. Certainly that uh, I was also attracted to his guru, Swami Shivananda. And the fact that, yeah, he, he I really like the idea that, you know, we have an emotional side, we have an intellectual side, we have a body that likes to move. So how can we honor all those different aspects of the human being? And Swami Satyadananda really emphasized that, that don't uh, shortchange any aspect of your being. So you, there's a more holistic development of, of the person. That's That really attracted me. And then, of course, you know, I think what attracts a lot of people is our yantra, uh, our, which is a, has a symbol of the different religions. So, and the fact that truth is one, paths are many, that really, because I never found my path. I grew up without any religion. My parents were Jewish, but they didn't teach me anything. I never was by mitzvah or anything. So I like that, uh, that the validation of all the paths leading to one truth. Yeah, I love that too, because yeah. people get confused sometimes, you know, is yoga a religion? And, and yoga really, in, in my view, is like, it's a science of transformation. It's, it just combines technologies that you can apply to any faith tradition, any wisdom path. It's, it's so inclusive, you know, it's that beautiful unity and diversity. It's like celebrating the beautiful like bouquet of flowers, you know, rather than saying, oh no, every, we just need roses. No, no, I just want daisies. It's like, mm -hmm. you can really appreciate the beauty of everything that all different wisdom traditions aspire to and include in their traditions, but there's also something people get really confused about. And they think that integral yoga means you just do, you know, it's kind of helter-skelter, do anything, everything, but it's not. It is its own standalone, integrated, holistic 
system of classical yoga, including six different branches of classical yoga. At the same time, it's all held on this foundation of respect and honoring and appreciation for all wisdom paths. Yeah. So I love that too. Yeah. So we didn't go into like power yoga and things like that. Yeah, because but anybody who wants to study those things can study them if you want more of the meditative, more of the real classical, going more in depth, then integral yoga is your place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we wanted to even show that even what we call the physical aspects of yoga are really tied into the ultimate goal of yoga, which is to still the mind. So we, we developed this uh, and, and make it clear to people that our practice is going to really bring the mind to a, a quiet place where you can feel more deeply who you are. Uh, so that's really what our, what our integral yoga has to offer. That's beautiful. It's, yeah. it's just, I feel so blessed to be part of this tradition. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and I guess that's where, so we first met in New York and you were in charge. And then I was, I became Swami Sachidananda's personal assistant. Mm -hmm. His prior assistant had gotten married. She was mm -hmm. about to have a baby. So mm -hmm. he was in need of someone to take her place. Mm -hmm. So in addition to like managing, scheduling his programs, handling correspondence, then I also became his traveling assistant. So I would work with you in coordinating uh, Gurudev's visits to New York, where he mm -hmm. traveled to do programs for the IYI as well as other organizations. And sometimes he'd be, you know, uh, he'd go to New York because at that time, you know, there was a main airport that had, you know, more convenient flights, more direct flights when he would receive invitations to travel around the globe. So yeah. New York would be maybe a, you know, a stopping point from Virginia. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, we started to have more and more chances to work together. But I guess it's over like the past four or five years as we've worked together on projects for Integral Yoga International, for you know global initiatives, that we really began to develop a deeper friendship. Mm -hmm. And I guess you know, as we were talking, we thought, you know, why not turn some of our conversations into a podcast? Mm -hmm. I mean, because I think one of the things that I I most admire and appreciate about you is how deeply dedicated you are to to your path mm -hmm. to grow, you know, to personal growth. It's, it's just been so inspiring to me. And mm -hmm. I thought I'm too fortunate to hear about this stuff. You got to mm -hmm. like share this with other people, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I know you're so busy all the time and it's just so great that you've made time to be able to do this and we'll see how it all unfolds. But I think it's going to be a really rich and inspiring experience for listeners, you're so transparent. I mean, <laughs> you let me know <laughs> if I'm too a little too transparent. <laughs> you let me know if I cross the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, when yeah. you talk about your journey challenges, mm -hmm. then yeah, you're yeah. also you're super humble about you know the depth of your wisdom. Like I wonder how many people know you've been meditating. 50 years, three times a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't, you, you know, it's not some of you going to announce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think, um, you know, that also what I've discovered in our spiritual friendship is that, you know, it's like we each have our own way of approaching the journey. Um, 
and that somehow, you know, in sharing it openly and honestly, like I feel enriched by your journey. Hopefully you may feel enriched by mine. And then we can share that with our listeners. Yeah, I'm going to interrupt you there and say, I'm definitely enriched by your journey. Uh, I, it was such an honor when you thought and presented this idea to me about sharing this podcast. And because you are someone who, I mean, I've never seen such a capable, efficient, uh, dedicated person. And, and it was such an honor that you would want to uh, invite me into this project. So definitely, it's a, it's a, a growing and learning experience for me as well. Thank Aww. you so much, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I guess, you know, just to give people an idea of what we'll talk about, uh, you know, we, we don't know exactly, you know, we sort of mapped out some ideas. We'll see how it all unfolds. We want it to be, you know, kind of informal, um, spontaneous, lively, uh, not just, you know, pure philosophy. I mean, I tend to like, I can get a little too up in my head and I feel like the great thing is like, you really bring it right down. Into <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I don't, I don't want to talk high philosophy. What's, how does it apply to our daily life? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though I'm going to have the tendency probably to grill you about your spiritual practice and okay. approach to living yoga, because you're the only person I know really uh, who has been so consistent in your practice. So mm -hmm. I hope I don't drive you crazy with that. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just wanted to learn more from you about you. And uh, I know that in one upcoming uh, episode that we have recorded is one in which it's almost like a, what I would call a masterclass. <laughs> okay. In, a masterclass <laughs> in meditation. Uh -huh. um, I mean, my practice has been a bit rocky over the years and I'll, it just catapulted me right into no problem daily practice. Wow. Yep. That's music to my ears. That's so great to hear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you. So other topics um, I think we'll probably try to include, include also deepening your one's hatha practice because that's another thing you're a great hatha yogi uh we'll talk about you know applying the teachings and practices uh in the yoga sutras of patanjali which is one of the foundational texts of yoga and also swami ashokananda is uh someone who really loves and has done a deep dive in the bhagavad-gita mm -hmm. i know you've um you often do a scripture study class on that i know i've taken some of your classes are wonderful and you also have a youtube channel where you do little snippets from the gita that's wonderful yeah i'm always happy to sh talk about the bhagavad gita uh to me it really resonates with what i've learned from swami satyadananda they, they go together so beautifully yeah, um, yeah so so we'll do that we'll uh also you know, share struggles, challenges. <laughs> <you've had. laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully some secrets we've <laughs> as we've, you know, walked this path. Um, yeah, and at the end of the day, it's really all about putting this into practice. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see 
integral yoga as like, you know, the classical teachings of yoga, the brilliance of Swami Satchidananda was he really adapted it without losing the essence of the classical teachings mm -hmm. within a modern container, you know, that mm -hmm. can really address today's challenges. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I see this podcast is, is something that, you know, there's something for everyone, whether you're new to yoga, whether you've been practicing a long time. That was beautiful how, how, how Gurudev was, was able to do that. Uh, a very experienced person would be sitting there and getting something. Someone could walk in the door who, who never heard about yoga be getting something. He somehow made everyone feel they could receive something from, from the way he put things here. Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. very, very accessible, approachable. Yeah. Um, you just break things down. And, you know, and his humor. Was <laughs> That's important. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he, he realized, you know, when he first came to the West in 1966, we should probably say a little bit about that. Um, okay. You know, he was invited by Conrad Rooks. Was, he was actually the heir to the Avon Cosmetics Fortune. That dates me. I mean, I know Avon, I think, is still around, but I remember, you know, when I was a teenager, I was like an Avon salesperson. I had my own business going at age. Oh, is that true? You were? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was oh. an Avon rep. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. In my junior high, in my high school, I was selling yeah. lipsticks and eyeshadows and all that to my friends. They had never advertised Avon calling, right? Ding dong. Exactly. Avon calling. Ding dong, Avon calling. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't so much go door to door. I was more like, you know, in the auditorium, you know, going, hey, here's the latest color, you know. <laughs> okay. I did pretty darn well. I, I'm sure you did very well. <laughs> <laughs> I later graduated to Tupperware. <laughs> okay. There's a Tupperware parties, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyhow, so Conrad Rooks was the heir and, you know, I guess grew up, you know, very wealthy family. And then you know, 60s, he was like searching. Uh, he was, he got into drugs, I think. And, you know, his family was pretty upset about that. Um, I think they pretty much disowned him, but he just decided he wanted to find himself. He, he went to India and then from there, he went to Sri Lanka. He heard about this Indian yoga yogi in Sri Lanka, this yoga master, Swami Satchidananda, made his way to Kandy, uh, which is this beautiful area in Sri Lanka where Gurudev had an ashram. And he began studying with Gurudev. He just like was mesmerized by Gurudev and these teachings. And, you know, Gurudev was teaching there and just, I mean, there was like no Westerners at the time. Mm -hmm. And Gurudev just personally taught him and Conrad just loved everything. He just was like a sponge. He followed Gurudev around. Every I, li I like to see the picture of Conrad sitting on the floor with Gurudev. And Conrad's knees are like at, his, at the level of his eyes. He can't hardly sit across, but he's so tight. And, <laughs> and you can see Gurudev is really trying to give him what he, what, you know, what he needs. Yeah, yeah it's so beautiful. Yeah. So Conrad had, he was actually in the middle of making a film when he had taken a break and come to Indian Sri Lanka. Siddhartha was it? No, that was actually um, his his first Ch was Chappaqua. Yeah, yeah Chappaqua, okay. which was mm -hmm. this crazy wild avant-garde. Today's mm -hmm. a little bit of a cult film mm -hmm. uh, in which it was sort of supposed to be autobiographical. I don't know how anyone could follow anything of it. Well, I guess if you were, you know, kind I'm of on down. Yeah, <laughs> it probably made a lot more sense. But he, he got so many interesting people. I mean, Allen Ginsberg was in it. 
um, mm. uh, Ravi Shankar, the sitar, mm. you know, virtuoso. I mean, he had a really kind of interesting cast of people there. And, and so he said to Gurudev that he had to leave and go back to finish the film. Mm -hmm. Would Gurudev ever consider being a part of it or going mm -hmm. to, you know, Europe and Gurudev, you know, he was like, oh, sure, Conrad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, thinking people say a lot of things. Mm -hmm. and, and then like a few weeks later, the airline calls up Gurudev and says, uh, Swami, we have these tickets, this ticket for you to Europe. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm not <laughs> okay. going anywhere. I'm not expecting anything. He said, no, no, it's, it's made out to you. It's like, you know, all set. We just need to know where to send this to you. And he's like, well, who, who gave me a ticket? I, and then he said, uh, Mr. Conrad Rooks. And he's like, Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And so he decided to just go, it was going to be, I guess, go for a month or so. And yeah, that was the beginning of a whole. <laughs> yeah. 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 Of a, of a whole thing, uh, you know, he gets to Paris and Conrad's heavy into film production. He films Gurudev, Gurudev becomes part of the film. And then Conrad flies Peter Max, you know, the artist Peter Max to Paris to do some artwork for the film. So when Peter meets Gurudev, oh. oh I love when he tells that story. He, he, he was so mesmerized by just the sight of Gurudev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he said that, you know, Peter, which it's amazing, he himself had been really searching and, mm -hmm. you know, just was endlessly fascinated by the cosmos. And he would just stare at these photos you know, all of these different photos of the cosmos and he started painting. That's what he started doing his sort of cosmic art painting. And he would just like meditate on that. And mm -hmm. at one point he actually had a vision of Gurudev. He didn't, mm -hmm. you know, recognize at the time, but when he saw Gurudev in person, mm -hmm. I mean, this sounds very, you know, woo, wooey, wooey, wooey. But, um, you know, he, when he tells those stories, he's like, what? Mm -hmm. This is just like the person he saw that in, part, I, I didn't know that part. Uh, yeah, in his yeah. deep meditation. Mm -hmm. And he just, you know, he recognized Gurudev and he was just, he was blown away. And he was mm -hmm. like asking him, Swami, can I study with you? Gurudev mm -hmm. invited him right up to his hotel room and like mm -hmm. showing him asanas. And mm -hmm. Peter's just, Peter's drawing and making sketches <laughs> right, yeah. of the postures because yeah. he's like, I can't forget these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. And he knew like when he went back to New York, you know, he wanted to have, wanted to still continue that practice you know at that time maybe you'd have a tape recorder you're not gonna i mean maybe i guess yeah you could there was no video so you'd have to have like a super eight or eight millimeter camera peter didn't have that mm -hmm. so he's just you know sketching out you know that's what he knows best so he's sketching right. all the postures and everything's writing down chants mm -hmm. you know, sanskrit mantras <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and then he goes back to new york and Gurudev's right about to leave Paris. And then Conrad says, you know, you've come all this way. I think you should at least stop in America. So he mm -hmm. calls up Peter and he goes, what do you think? And like, Peter's like, yes, have him come to New York. That'd <laughs> yeah. be great. America needs you. Bye, America needs me. Yeah, America needs you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. I you know, because you have to remember the time, you know, 1966. So. America definitely needed him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I needed him at that point. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you and me both. So (laughs) he came to America, Peter hosted him. They started the first Integral Yoga Institute on 500 West End Avenue. And everything I think would have just kind of progressed kind of gradually, except for one little sort of historic event that happened. A little event. Just a small little gathering. Called Woodstock. (laughs) (laughs) So Gurudev gets a frantic call from Peter going, okay, my friends just call me. They're putting on a music festival. And Gurudev's like, and what does this have to do with me? (laughs) (laughs) And Peter's like, Swami, they need you. (laughs) He's like, uh, what do they need me for? It's a rock concert. I mean, it's a music and arts festival. I'm not a musician. I'm not, no, no, no. It's getting out of control. They're, they thought they'd have a few thousand people. There's hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> We're sending a helicopter. <laughs> no, actually, the, you know, Arjuna, Victor Zerbel, who was working with Peter at the time, he pulled up his car, Gurudev got in, they drove, they got somewhat close. And then there was that huge traffic jam. Oh yeah. So then they sent the helicopter, picked up Gurudev, Arjuna, the musician, Tim Harden was, he was stranded. <laughs> okay. yeah. <laughs> and then, so they flew them right there to, they landed right at Yasgur's farm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they brought Gurudev up to the stage and he gave a beautiful opening talk and and everyone says it's just like set the tone there's a vibe of this chill vibe among all those who gathered and Gurudev led them and you know he gave a beautiful talk talking about you know let everyone be proud let the world see you all right be proud of you well you were there you should tell me <laughs> yeah i must have been 16 at the time and uh, me and my friend went up there. Yeah, our, we got, our car got stranded also. We had to walk, I don't know, a few miles to finally get there. We didn't have any tickets. I don't think anyone had any tickets at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I had tickets, but I never made it. Oh, you had tickets. Oh, I no. had tickets. I started hitchhiking because I didn't drive. I was probably yeah. 60. I, yeah. I didn't drive, but my parents found out and drove up, yanked me, threw me in the car. And yeah, I was grounded. Oh, oh okay. You're grounded. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I could say, you know, that's the first time I, quote, met Swami Satyavananda. Of course, there were 200,000 people there meeting him. But I think it had some impact on me. The vibration, the vibes he sent out were very powerful. I mean, we were, we knew something special was going to happen. But it's really true, exactly what you said, you know, to set the tone of that event, to be something more than we could have imagined even through like torrential rain and mud and so hard to get to the bathroom. Once you get up, you have to walk for who knows how long, an hour or so, stepping on people to get to a bathroom. They didn't plan on food. This place, the hard farm, which is trying to put put out as much food as they could to feed people. It was just, I never saw real hippies before. You know, I was like an urban Queens. You were an an urban hippie? (laughs) I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I was a I was a progressive thinker maybe, uh, but I saw real hippies there. I mean, who who were really living that life and feeding people, and uh, they showed a certain freedom that I never had. And I think Gurudev represented that the highest level of that real care and freedom and love. Mm. I mean, it, 
I mean, the, the Woodstock, they, I think they promoted it as um, peace, love, and music. Yeah. But we didn't know how to really be peaceful. And we weren't there very clear about how to love. You know, uh, uh, we knew we enjoyed the music. The music was kind of guiding us in a certain direction. But we needed, we needed yoga. You know, that was, that was a missing element in 1966. Uh, so we knew we were heading somewhere. We knew that the old was, there was something not healthy about it. I mean, I think I could say there was something sick about the old. We didn't know what the new would be like. And to, to open us up to the new, we needed to be spiritually more awake. And we, we could say that, you know, what was sick in the culture was that, you know, people weren't, they weren't walking the talk. You know, Gurudev would always tell the stories, you know, he, when he first met the parents, like in the 1960s, you know, the parents were like, who is this guy, you know, my kid is mm -hmm. listening to, you know, and, and he, he would sit with them, you know, he would really, you know, try to reassure them that he had only the best interests at heart, trying to really, you know, help the kids and point them in the right direction. You know, a lot of the kids who had gotten into drugs and, you know, sure. things that weren't really going to be helpful long term and he would say that you know and and the, the kids at the time you know these young teens early 20s and stuff would tell him i can't talk to my you know you say why don't you talk to your parents well i can't talk to my parents it's like they tell me don't smoke don't do drugs but with the cigarette in one hand and drinking, <laughs> yeah. you know drinking their vodka in the other yeah, hand yeah. and then they saw the government you know the vietnam war and they were mm -hmm. just everyone we were all getting very disillusioned and we didn't yeah. know there was something like you say that we were aspiring to, but we just, we didn't know what yeah, exactly yeah. it looked like. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. It was so beautiful that the aspiration was there. Yeah. We didn't know how to direct it. And then the universe brings just the right person for me, at least just the perfect person to help me understand what I was aspiring for. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he really became a way shower and showed us, he reflected back to us what we were trying to find, <laughs> you know, exactly. outside. He showed it's all inside, you know. Yeah, I love yeah. that story that Arjuna tells about, you know, when, when Gurudev was first in New York in 66 and, you know, no, they didn't know what to do. What does it mean to have a swan, you know, the swami, yeah. Um, I mean, he looked like them with the long beard, the long hair, but he seemed different. And <laughs> yeah. What, you know, would you like to get high, Swami? No, I'm already high. Thank you. you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be high and then go low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Arjuna's like, well, what do you like to do during the day? And he's like, I'm happy to just meditate, do my yoga. You know, I don't want to impose on your schedule. And so then Arjuna says, well, um, tomorrow I have the day off. I'd be happy to take you to the museum or if you'd like to go to a park. Mm -hmm. And Gurudev says to him, I'm really fine. I have all the museums and parks within me. <laughs> so <laughs> you just carry on. I don't want to you know, be any imposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to recognize to have someone to be that fulfilled, with, uh, to be that overflowing with enough, having enough just within himself it's so beautiful to see so beautiful and we needed that example we needed to yeah. see that's possible yeah. i can also i can tune into that within myself i can access that within myself and i don't need to rely on either you know 
drugs or something outside in the material world, you know, it's, it's all within me. It was just, it was yeah. exactly what we needed. Yeah. And continues to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that gives uh, everyone kind of an overview of who we are a bit and, you know, where we come from and what our tradition is about to some extent. Is there anything that you think we should add? No, uh, this is for you, the audience. Uh, we want to speak from our hearts. We want this to be something very practical and useful to you. And as long as it feels that way, uh, we'll continue doing what we're doing. Uh, I love I love my interactions with Kamanjali. She's a very special soul. Gurudev saw that, and I think all of us see that. So I'm very happy to spend this time with you. Oh, thank uh, you. Uh, well, it's very mutual. Uh, <laughs> mutual admiration society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Um, so I guess uh, everyone stay tuned uh, for the first episode, our first formal episode, which will drop next week. You can uh, find new episodes wherever you subscribe to podcasts. SoundCloud is where our home is, but we're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you tune into or download the podcasts. We hope you'll enjoy this cosmic carpet ride with us. The, um, the two, two old, old fogey yogis. Yogi.